It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on The Bridge, Austin. We are so grateful and so thankful that you are here with us today. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I'm in studio with my beautiful friends and co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Hello, ladies. How are you all today? It's great to be here today, Marlene. It's great to see your beautiful face. I love our special guest that we have. And ladies, we're pressing into some hard topics, and I'm ready for it. And I hope everyone, all of our listeners are ready for it. We're going to get into something that I had no idea about, and it's been a little bit of a game changer for me this week. Marlene, Mm -hmm. how are you doing today? I am very well. Thank you. I'm Catching my breath as well. We had a busy weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. You were at a conference and then you were surprised. Yes, yes. For your birthday. Yes, my family, my two brothers who don't live here and their wives and my daughter put together a huge surprise birthday party. And I don't think I could have been more surprised. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just, in fact, my daughter left later uh, than I, I thought we had agreed to. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the lobby of this hotel, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just beginning to steam, you know. I mean, what, you know, they came so far to, the, to have dinner with us, and, and now we're late, and, you know, it's, it's, yeah. And of course, she was kind of she was stalling on purpose so everybody would get there before we did. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So later in the night, she asked me, "Have you forgiven me yet?" <laughs> I went, "Yes, yes." <laughs> but uh, I was well, sh- very shocked. You know, Marlene, you've talked about your brothers on this program and to Kathy and I over the last year, and to meet them was the most precious and lovely. They adore you. They adore oh, you. Oh, my stars. Mm-hmm. They can't even hardly talk about you without tearing up because they just, they hold you up on this beautiful pedestal. And to watch that, I was mm-hmm. so taken aback. I mean, your brothers are like manly men, you know, <laughs> and they have a sweet, tender place in their heart for you. Well, we uh, we are very close, and I feel the same way about them. Uh, we um, we we lost three fathers, you know, yeah. and and all of us were well. Charles, my younger brother, was only seven when my father was killed, and and um, so it's it's um, we're we're tight, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it is special. I, mm-hmm. I don't deny it. So great. Well, I'm very grateful. I'm glad I don't have to keep that secret anymore. I know. <laughs> Well, because we we went out to lunch and you're like, so why are you here? And I'm like, uh, uh, some special stuff. And oh my gosh, I was teasing Kathy that she couldn't even lie. Like she's so pure and kind that she had a hard time lying. And I was over there like, oh well, you know, Kathy's just here, and I made up some mess. And um, anyway, but yes, well, apparently they've been planning this for three months. Oh yeah, and I, oh, yeah. you know, I had no clue. Yeah, we got the invitation in August. Uh, We have plenty of time to plan. I was the first one to RSVP. I I booked my ticket so fast. I'm like, oh, I am so there. That's awesome. It was was amazing. So thank you. Well, wonderful, Marlene. You deserve it. You deserve it. Well, friends, today um, we're discussing biblical in, in the biblical implications of this war in Israel. 
And we have an incredible friend to the program today, Linda Chandler. Um, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know her and you love her as much as we do. I will introduce her in just a moment. But, of course, on October the 7th, we all woke up to um, the fact that Israel had been attacked by land, air, and sea in what would turn out to be the worst attack on Jewish people since World War II and Adolf Hitler. We had a phenomenal program last week with a new friend of the program, Boris Zilberman, who works with Christians United for Israel, C-U-F-I. We pronounce that Kufi? Kufi. Kufi. Christians United for Israel. You can go to their website. It's wonderful. You can find them on Twitter. They are updating um, like up-to-the-minute information about what is happening there in Israel. And he just helped walk us through some terminology, what happened that day, and how we can search news sources from Israel and get accurate information. Because we all know that sometimes our media here is slanted one way or the other. And so getting live information or really up-to-date information directly from Israel is super important. So you can find that Christians United for Israel, Twitter, Instagram. They're updating all the time. Today, we're going to search scripture with our good friend, Reverend Linda Chandler. And again, she's been here on, on Love Talk many times. We have not done any programs regarding prophecy here on Love Talk. It's not something that Kathy Marlene and I are super versed in. And I do have a really good friend who has some prophetic friends. And so I'm just kind of diving into this word. But really, truth be told, I'm a little unknowledgeable, which makes me uncomfortable because knowledge makes you comfortable. And knowledge, you know, so today my prayer is that we would all become curious and we would seek more knowledge in this area um, and not stick our heads in the sand because the Bible is a very clear about what is going on today in Israel. And I think that's something that really woke me up as I was preparing for this program Curiosity is good for us, especially when it leads us to search our scriptures, yes. right? So searching scripture is really the only way to know that God is speaking to us. Okay, here's the question of the day, ladies. Is Hamas actually in the Bible? We know that Hamas was the group that attacked Israel um, on October the 7th, and they continue to be a big problem is Hamas in the Bible? We're going to talk about that today. Hang on, friends. Today promises to be a very thought-provoking program. Marlene, will you read our, our key verse for today, please? Absolutely. This comes from Psalm 115, verse 16, and it says, Heaven belongs to Adonai, but the earth he has given to humankind. We're, we're going to dive into that for sure. Let's introduce our special guest today, Linda Chandler. Linda Chandler, pardon me. She is an ordained pastor that has become itinerant like Jesus. In other words, going where God leads her to pray, teach, and um, using host ministries, H-O-S-T, as her vehicle, which is a nonprofit ministry that she founded that unites people through Christ-based initiatives. 
the nation of Israel has her heart. She has traveled there seven times. She has led groups there to discover the richness and the strength of the Bible, both historically and as God's holy word. She also participated in the 2019 Repentance Conference at the Temple Mount, and she now serves as a board member for Genesis 1-2-3. If you're close to your computer right now, I just want you to go ahead and type that in, in your Googles, um, Genesis 1-2-3, and it's going to pull up a beautiful website for you. It's an Israeli foundation dedicated to building a relational bridge between Jews and Christians. And uh, Linda is going to talk more about that here in just a minute. She's a wife of 45 plus years, a mother to three sons, and brings a head for visionary leadership. And she is just passionately devoted to the purposes of God's kingdom and revealing Jesus Christ. She continues to serve on the Central Texas Task Force for National Day of Prayer, and she is our good friend, an honorary love lady, as we like to call her. Yay. Hey. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Any day you get to be a love lady. Absolutely. Welcome, so, Linda. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with y'all and talk about my probably one of my favorite topics, although talking about what we're talking about today is a hard it's a hard issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I do have friends over there mm-hmm. and um, I've been communicating, but all is well. And one of uh, the Genesis 1, 2, 3 um, Foundation member that I was on the board is Jonathan Feldstein. And he was so excited. He texted me this morning on WhatsApp and I was like, I get nervous because he has a son in the IDF that was called up oh, and yeah. a son-in-law of. What's the IDF, Linda? Just okay. Our Israeli Defense Fund. Force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking, oh, because I pray like probably three times a day. For, I have a list of uh, people um, that their their children are in the IDF, and mm-hmm. they've all been called up and called back, and they're oh, all wow. mostly young or with young families. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, but I opened it, and he was so excited. It was a picture of his son, Natan, and um, he was getting a 24-hour um, to get to come home and be with his family mm. before the next whatever the next phase is. Mm-hmm. Plus, his son-in-law then appeared a little bit later, so that was a big deal for their families. And Natan has just been married three months, so you can imagine oh, wow. uh, to get to be you know pulled into this at this time. Well, yeah. Linda, one of the things that I'd love for you to share is that you know you've stated that the <clears throat> nation of Israel truly has your heart. Mm-hmm. Why does Israel have your heart? When did uh, this small nation become so important to you? Um, probably really and truly 2006. I traveled there in 1998 as a seminary student, went all through the Middle East. Um, uh, I've been in Syria. I've been in Egypt. I've been in, uh, and then Israel was our last really stop. And I just saw that nation through a different eye. We, you know, we always were so scared of, you know, you're going to be blown up or something. This is 1998. Mm-hmm. They hadn't had a, you know, war since 1970, 1967, 73, excuse me, 73, uh, the Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur War. war. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I was real nervous and it was, they were just wonderful. But in 2006, I traveled back again, and I had several uh, experiences, supernatural-type experiences. And one was um, God waking me literally up out of the bed. I saw a lightning bolt come down, and um, my best friend was traveling with me, and he, 
the Lord said repentance stops starts today, and I was like whoa, and I jumped out of bed and I told my friend, let's better get on your face. God needs us to be. I don't know what we're repenting for, but let's get with it. It became very apparent in the trip that it had to do with um, the Christians and other people in the world for two thousand years that had treated the Jews wrongly. Mm-hmm. And not esteem them as the people that God has chosen, not because he loves them best, but to tell his story through. Mm -hmm. The scriptures of our Bibles are Jewish. The four of us would not be sitting here today unless a Jewish man named Yeshua, Jesus, Mm -hmm. came to save us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and then I went to the Holocaust Museum and I just just was overblown. And then I got to study there. Um, in 2014. So I, I see that it's our foundation of our faith, people. Mm-hmm. It is the foundation of our faith. There's no divorcing from that. Jesus was a Jew. Um, these are the people that God chose to tell the story, uh, the history, uh, his story mm-hmm. through. And um, he expects us to um, esteem that, mm-hmm. highly regard I mean, I think when he said that those who bless Israel will be blessed and those who curse Israel will be cursed, that was kind of an all-time statement. And and I will say, you know, I have uh, had pastor friends who they say, no, 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 when the new covenant came through Christ, uh, that the church now became who God esteemed and Israel was no longer important. And I said, you know, when I search the whole of scripture i cannot see that right that just does not make sense it doesn't seem to be biblically sound theology and so i i I think you're right i think there are christians throughout the ages who have lost sight of what god chose that nation to do and we can see in the way that he has protected that nation established Mm -hmm. that nation that every major uh nation that has come against israel now no longer exists, yet exactly. Israel stands. And it, look, it, that what you just quoted, I will bless those that bless her, and I will curse those that curse her. Genesis 12, 3. Hmm. So it's like my friends, Genesis 1, 2, 3. I asked him if he did that on purpose. And he said, well, no, not really. At first it was just like I was trying to think of something that would be catchy. And I said, well, there you go. Wow. Uh, I, I know. So so that's Genesis twelve three, And what it's called, Kathy, when people want to say that the church or the new covenant replaces God's people, um, that's called replacement theology. Mm. And it is a lie, and it is not something anybody needs to buy into. If you read your whole Bible from cover to cover, Paul talks all the time mm-hmm. about if you really get into that, uh, uh, the New Testament, and he says, you know, God has not forsaken his people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, friends, we do need to take a break, and we need to get with our, our sponsors here, our wonderful sponsors that have been with Love Talk for some of them for 30 Eight years. I just can't even believe it. Um, we love them, and we know you will too. And we will be discussing more with Reverend Linda Chandler and discussing uh, all things Israel today, the implications of the war, biblical implications of the war in Israel. Friends, we'll be right back with you uh, right after this with Love Talk.
George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home, or maybe you're new to the area? Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m., and if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future, and we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge Austin. This is Kathy Underbrock in studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkgater and the marvelous Marlene McMichael with very special guest Reverend Linda Chandler. Friends, we are getting into the biblical implications of the war in Israel. As Carrie, Coach Carrie said in our opening segment last week, we interviewed a Boris Zilberman, and he helped us understand what is going on right now on the ground in very practical terms, understanding the terminology and in this, uh, what's going on in this conflict. Today, we're going to really get into Scripture with Reverend Linda Chandler and understand what is going on prophetically. How is this a fulfillment of Scripture? Is Hamas in Scripture? We're going to get into this on this segment today. And Marlene, I know you kind of have your hand up to ask the first question. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give you that. Well, I I listened to a YouTube video today, which Carrie passed along to us from Jonathan Kahn. He is an American Messianic Jew, um, a rabbi, an author, a novelist. And his debut novel was The Harbinger. And I haven't read that yet, but he really opened my eyes to the fact that this isn't a surprise and that this has been a recurring theme, the jealousy and the the, the conflict has been a recurring theme throughout history. The thing that surprised me is that this has all been prophesied. And if there's no other testament that God is God, it's the fact that all of this is happening just as God said it would. Mm-hmm. And so I know you're, um, Lindy, that you are a, a very well-versed with his material. Would you talk a little bit about this conflict and and from your perspective, from his perspective, from the prophetic perspective? Okay, Jonathan Kahn does a very, very good job in that video. And anybody wants to go look at it, just go look at Jonathan Kahn, C-A-H-N. 
and look at it. He's got it. Says Hamas. Is Hamas something? Mm-hmm. Hamas. Is Hamas uh, real or is it? Yeah, it's Hamas. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. It's really good. The conflict is all about the, at the root of the conflict. It's an ancient conflict, and it's actually spiritual. God is spirit, right? Mm-hmm. He's spirit, mm-hmm. and it's an ancient. It goes back all the way. Um, he says to Cain and Abel in the first murder. And why did we have that? Because Cain was jealous of Abel, right? Mm-hmm. And so I could go a long time. I've been writing about this into the two lineages, but you just need to know that jealousy is the root. So we go down and we go to modern day, and you've got the um, Gaza Strip where that in um, 2006, um, the the Israelis were promised, if you just give us back that, this this ancient part, this Gaza Strip, then we'll, you can have peace. That's what the Palestinians promised. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But there, you cannot give away. They won't do it anymore. You cannot. They want to slice and dice and push them into the sea, Israel, mm-hmm. and be done with it. Mm-hmm. So Gaza, start, so at that, the root of the Gaza thing is that later on, because they let it be Palestinian controlled after they moved out all their people, and then they have their own government and everything, and Hamas came into leadership there. You need to understand, though, Hamas is what they call, and this is something I just recently learned, a proxy of Iran. Because Iran has people in uh, Lebanon, the uh, Hezbollah, mm-hmm. and then they've got people in Yemen, and then they've got people in Syria. Yep. And so they're called proxies. In other words, they're working for them, really, but they're trained up. So Hamas, and I just heard this this morning, they um, they were all supposed to do this at one time, Hezbollah, Hamas, Iran, all attack at one time. But Hamas wanted the glory so they went first. Are you uh, serious? No, I'm serious. That was just today on Amar Safadi's uh, update, day 17 today. He was tell, talking. Tell everybody how to spell his name, Safadi. T S A F A T I. Okay, Safadi. Yeah, but it's a T S. Uh huh. Uh huh. T S A F A T I. T S A F A T I. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, okay. So he, the thing about Hamas. Is is it in the Bible? And so that's what Jonathan Kahn talks about. Right. Mm-hmm. And, okay, Hamas, it's a Hebrew word, but it's also known in Arabic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Hamas is, has an Arabic-type background, all right? But Hamas in the Jewish uh, scriptures means violence, evil, violation, destruction. In fact, when they use it, um, like in, let's say, um, Psalm 55, for I see violence. They would, in the Hebrew Bible, it says, for I see Hamas fighting in the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you replace, you can go look up these scriptures and you can replace the word violence when it's translated to English for us. Mm-hmm. But the strange part is in the Arabic language, Hamas means zeal. Uh, fanaticism, fire, you know, they're like, you're on fire. Mm-hmm. And you can see when they say Allah Akbar, mm-hmm. God is great. But they're not talking about the same God you mm-hmm. and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, that's interesting. It's, you know, are we going to see them and recognize them the way God identifies them or the way they identify themselves? You know, are we going mm-hmm. to see them how God identifies them as 
evil and uh, violent and wrong and destruction, or are we going to see them, how they identify themselves as zeal, fervor, fire? Well, they would like us to take the second and mm-hmm. zeal. that they're, they're zealous for the Lord. However, that is such a good question, Kathy, you ask, because how do we see them? Not every person under, they're ruling, they're a ruling group. So let's, okay, so there are Palestinian people that are are not Hamas, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're under that leadership. Mm -hmm. So how do we see them? And and they're going to call them, they are Palestinians, they call themselves Palestinians. We're going to know them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. What is the fruit? What it, do they do violent things? Well, we all have heard enough enough about what has happened and over there the in pictures. this water, and seen the pictures, and seen the evidence. Hamas is violent. Mm-hmm. Hamas is fanaticism. Mm-hmm. Hamas, Hamas is uh, fire. Mm-hmm. They've been burning people alive. They've been burning people alive. Yes. yes. So yes, it's in the Bible, and it's there from the Psalms. It's in Ezekiel. Um, it says 7:11 Hamas. I'm going to use that for the word violence. Mm-hmm. Hamas has risen up into a rod of wickedness. Um, 7:23 For the land is full of blood, crimes, and the city is full of Hamas. What is so? What is following Hamas? Blood mm-hmm. and the cities. I mean, it's all right there. So people mm-hmm. could say, Oh, well, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of stretching this. I don't think so because what God was showing us takes a uh, Hebrew learners to tell us, Mm -hmm. and they're saying, is this true or not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And why would this group of people choose that name? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's interesting. It's not like we're just saying, oh, this is in the Bible. You actually can see it in original manuscript evidence that this Mm -hmm. is the word that was used. And Mm -hmm. so how interesting that in the times that we're in that God has raised up this group to be located in the ancient... um, area of the Philistines, of the ancient enemy of Israel, um, to call themselves Hamas. I, I just think that's not coincidence, friends. It, it's not coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence in their own thinking, mm-hmm. much less biblical thinking. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. think, I don't know that they would know Hebrew scripture to give themselves that name. I think that they just see themselves Well, they as know it from the Arabic. That that mm-hmm. okay. because that's what it means to them. I'm okay. zealous. Okay. And that's why they have to go around saying while they're. Ha- I just heard this this morning while they were hacking a man's head off. They're saying Allah Akbar, and he was calling his mother. This this Hamas soldier calling his mother and saying, "Hey, I just killed ten Jews," and she said, "Can God be with you? May God be with you." Yeah. So they they in their minds, but if it's a spiritual thing, their spirit is dark. Mm-hmm. Isn't violence a dark place? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have people over here in America murdering people. Mm-hmm. It's a darkness. It's it's evil, and it comes from the dark prince himself, mm-hmm. Satan, Satan. Well, it's interesting, um, Linda, that you say this because we're doing this series uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. We have one program after this, and then um, beginning November 11th and then the 18th, we're going to be doing a series on being discerning and not deceived. Oh, and I good. think, you know, there, you know, we've seen, you know, just even have friends and seen so many times in the United States. Um, and anyway, just in the people that God would call us into ministry to where they believe that what they are calling blessing in their lives is actually opposed to God and opposed to scripture. 
and we just see a lot of deception going on around us. And so we're looking at how do we develop a discernment so that we're not deceived. And, and I think you're right. I think that there are the Arabic people who are completely deceived by the enemy. And Absolutely. Um, because you have also you have Arabic people speaking out. And even Jonathan Kahn says... We are not against any one people group. God loves the world. God loves the world, and he does. But he'd like to wake them up, too. And and, and they're being trained in this evil from a very young age, three and four years old. Um, You know, if you've never heard of Noni Darwish, she was raised Muslim in Egypt. She's an American citizen now. She has several books out. Um, And she talks about how that they were trained to hate Jews. From the time they started school, because mm-hmm. there was a Jew behind every corner want, wanting to kill them. Mm, that's so if you're trained, trained, yes, if you're trained, if that's put in your mind, mm-hmm. there you go. Well, and you know, Satan, obviously the fallen angel, mm-hmm. he he hates Jewish Jesus. He he right, hates exactly. him, and so it's not a surprise. That the deception of Satan has infiltrated and caused this hatred of a whole group of people. You know, it breaks, it absolutely breaks my heart to hear people in the United States, Jewish people here in the U.S., fearing um, to send their children to school, fearing to go to work. Um, I'm, I'm heartened that uh, some professors at these giant universities that have had these kind of Palestinian rallies are standing up and going, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I need you to understand that what happened was Hamas, and Hamas killed these people, okay? And And then celebrated. They celebrated. Celebrated the murdering Mm -hmm. of innocent people. Men, women, children, elderly, you name it, they celebrated it and they and they did it. And so it's it's sad to me that the deception of Satan has gone this far. Um, and we know that it is. Um, I just wanted to read another scripture in uh, two more scriptures in Psalm uh, with this word Hamas. Psalm seventy four twenty. I think this one is so. Uh, telling for the dark places of the world are full of the dwelling of Hamas. Mm. And then even David writes in Psalm 140, keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked, preserve me from the Hamas or the violent. Um, I'm sure there's probably a different tense there using the word violent instead of violence. But, um, you know, anti-Semitism has become a contagion. Isaiah 520 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You know, we have, Linda, some politicians, some universities, these news organizations who are standing behind Palestine. You know, they say they're standing behind Palestine. I, I mean, I, I guess they are, but they're kind of standing behind Hamas. Well, of course. And and they, they could not even find the words to condemn the beheading of these innocent right. babies. You listen to some interviews of some Congress people in Congress. 
it is horrific that they cannot condemn the killing of these babies and elderly. Can you speak to this reality of how we can kind of wade through this, I'm going to call it propaganda, that we're hearing here in the United States? How do we wade through that? You have to look at it in the spiritual realm. You have to look at it like that. You can't just say a people group and, oh, you know, this is okay because these poor downtrodden people, you 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 have to look at the poor downtrodden people. Their own people have been, uh, you know, all the tunnels in Gaza are underneath schools, hospitals, and everything. I mean, they, they don't care that their own people, they're expendable, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not, Israel, it's not Israel that is coming against them. It's even their own people. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at that, we have to look at who... Who's the enemy here? The enemy here is the spiritual darkness that the people are clothed in, okay? And and it's whether or not, um, you know, that they realize who really is God. I, I, I think I sent, I know, Carrie, I sent one. I don't know. Did you get to watch the thing on the Hezbollah guys? I did not. I did not. Okay, well, let me tell you, that is another one. I, I can't give it to you because I don't have it right here. But there, Google Hezbollah. Uh, Hezbollah, I'm not yeah, saying Hezbollah. it right. Hezbollah, uh, warrior who uh, was changed uh, by Jesus. Oh, it's I've, on CBN. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the whole thing is Jesus appeared to him mm-hmm. in in a jail cell, and completely he knew that is not what he had been taught. That this this. So it's about us praying that our Holy Spirit, the Spirit that we know that indwells in us, and if we're being the fruit. Of, of Jesus, you know, love, kindness, you know, all those good things that we want that for everyone. Okay, so not, you know, and so we pray for them to have their the veil off their eyes, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm over there, I've only seen Israel do stuff like one of the uh, Hamas people, they had been treated for cancer in the hospitals. They would be dead today. Of course, they are dead today, but um, that... Israel helped cure them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were in Israel, there were so many Palestinians that were working in uh, Israel because the Hamas, their own government, the economy was in shambles. Anytime Israel had provided um, any sort of resources, Hamas then would take those resources exactly. and turn them to, towards violence. And so it was like Israel was still propping up and helping these people and, you know, to try and be successful as much as they can. And, I mean, Israel wants the success of Palestine. They don't want this war. And Israel so many times has made concessions and come together and offered so much. And every single time Palestinian leadership has knocked it back and said no and turned around and and attacked instead of um well, it's cutting off the hand that's helping you. Yes. Well, again, I think it's really important for the audience to understand that Palestinian leadership is Hamas. Hamas. Yes. Right. They are the elected leaders mm-hmm. of Palestine. Mm-hmm. And so, and what are they dedicated to? Violence. Violence. Yeah. yeah. Not recovery, not not no. kindness, not no. anything but violence. But violence. Yeah. Destruction. 
Absolutely. When you mm-hmm. take a stand and say we stand with Palestine, you are literally saying we stand with evil and violence. And, mm-hmm. and God loves all people. Mm-hmm. He right. will address in his justice, and thank goodness he's a merciful God as well, he will address the evil and the violence. And we need to make sure that we are not working against God, but acting that we are absolutely centered in his will. And I do pray that that the Lord would open more eyes of those men who are bent on violence if they have any ability to see that the Lord would open their eyes to what they're doing and um, help them to come to terms with it. I, You know, I, um, I found it really interesting. Jonathan Kahn was very, very interesting to me. Again, a Messianic, American Messianic Jew, Jewish rabbi, author, novelist, um, his debut novel was The Harbinger. I believe he has a new book out now as the Josiah, well. The Josiah Manifesto. The Josiah Manifesto. And I tell Excellent. you what, the way he goes through scripture, Belinda, is unbelievable. So, you know, he was kind of taking us through, if you think about the Philistines, and I, probably most people listening to this program remember the most famous Philistine, right? Uh, David killed um Goliath. Goliath the big giant Philistine and the lineage there turns into Palestine mm-hmm. okay which again Jonathan Kahn goes through it I would probably have to watch it 18 times to really grasp it and understand it and be able to regurgitate it in a way that was winsome but you know he, he walks through scripture and Linda I'd love for you to address in Ezekiel 38 and 39 There's a prophecy that speaks to a coming war against the resurrected nation of Israel, okay? It mentions the current land masses of Turkey and Iran, which back then was kind of Persia, who hates Israel, right? um, of Cush and Libya, um, all of whom are, were and still are enemies of the Israelis. Do you believe this is a prophecy of the end times? Are are we looking at the beginning of the end times, or are we in the middle of it? What do you think? I I do think that we're more and more, we're moving towards that. I can't give you the, I wish I could look at my clock, but this is why Israel. The Bible says we don't know. Okay, but this is why Israel is so important. It is our clock of what God is doing, okay? Mm -hmm. It is like the... Biggest clock. Do I? I think we're like you know, three minutes out maybe of midnight or whatever. <laughs> but I'm saying um, I have known about that war. I've studied the book of Ezekiel um, for a long, long, long time because that was one that God just told me I needed to know uh, forwards and backwards. And and so I I uh, but I never could figure out how it would really start. You know why? Because they also say um, that. Um, you know, Gog and Magog, they believe that those are uh, synonyms they're for rulers and that they that Russia is part of this. And why would Russia ever want to come into something like this? Um, but then the, the, uh, Israel has oil now, um, and Russia was the big promoter of oil over there. So there always can be all these either economic reasons to bring people in. It doesn't have to be this absolute, I just hate you because, you, you know, you're chosen and I'm not. It can be for many different reasons why people, why, why is 
Russia and China and Iran are good friends right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you hold your brother, you hold your enemies closer than a brother, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so you got to look at the world like that and through that. It's not any one people group, but it's what are what are they coming to the table with? And yes, I think it could be very imminent because I think it would be a way to wipe Israel off the map. There is a scripture that says many nations have come together. And they want to, you know, wipe out Israel. I'm trying to find it on my piece of paper right this minute. <laughs> Linda has her uh, uh, yeah, big little, chief tablet chief over here. <laughs> and, um, but I anyway, um, and, and and God is going to say, no, you're not. Oh, um, and I just was reading that in the Bible, too, because God says um, in Jeremiah um, that, you know, that there there's hope for their future. You're never going to, it's never going to wipe out Israel, unless we can measure the the sky and the heavens and all of that, then Israel would be no more. Can oh. we measure the heavens? Can That's we comical. measure the sky? But he says that. God says that in his word. I, wow. I, I had that written down, but I'm wow. sorry. I'm a little bit. Don't. Anyway, he knows what he's doing. He uses Israel as a timepiece, as a watchman. And that's why we're called to be watchmen on the wall and to pray for her. Talk about the resurrected nation of Israel. The resurrected nation became a nation in 1948, and it says in the scriptures, "Can a nation be born in a can a woman give can a nation be born in a day?" And everybody used to think, "Well, that's such a stupid scripture." What? What does that mean? Well, it meant it meant May 14th, 1948, when Israel became a nation again. There is no other nation that has been totally wiped out spread all out all over the world, and then come back, been reinstalled in the land that God gave them, read your Bible, and they basically were resurrected from the Holocaust. It's all, because you know in the Holocaust they said, our revenge on Hitler would be that we will live and our descendants will live. Mm-hmm. Even if I die here, mm-hmm. my seed will go on. Mm-hmm. And and that is, they're not about killing people. They're about living and living God's world. And I'm not saying that every Jew is a, a great, is a, is, I'm not saying any one people, not all Palestinians are, are evil and not all Jews are righteous. It's about who follows the living God. Right, right. Abraham, Ishmael, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Jesus. But we can see the moves of the nation and as righteous or wicked. And friends, there uh, we have a few more questions for Linda. We are going to go to break and hear a word from our sponsors who keep us on the air. Linda, I want to come back and ask you about oil in the Bible and the symbolism of oil in the Bible. And what does it mean to keep oil in our lamps in those last mm. days? Friends, more with Love Talk right after this. Stay with us. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. 
See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You're here with the Love Ladies, and we're so grateful that you have joined us. We're in studio today with our good friend, Honorary Love Lady, Reverend Linda Chandler. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio with Kathy Inderbrock and Marlene McMichael as well. Um, in the second segment, uh, Linda mentioned a video that is definitely worth viewing. It's only about 10 minutes long. Um, it was filmed on October the 16th, which was just, you know, 10 days, nine days after the attack on Israel. It is titled, Forma, Former Hezbollah Fighter Recalls Encounter with Jesus. And in early October, this um, former Hezbollah fighter, his name is uh, Afshin Havid. He was visiting Israel with his ministry, Cyprus Call, which promotes friendships between Persians and Jews. And like millions of others, he found himself in the middle of this bloody attack. As a former Hezbollah fighter, Avshim himself was no stranger to violence. And so he sat down with CBN to tell his story. And this is just a tiny bit of what he says. He says, Years ago, I was on my way to the United States to convert Christians to Islam, and I had 30 illegal passports at the time. I was arrested and put in jail in Malaysia. I was a dedicated Muslim who not only prayed the prayers, but I read the Quran once every 10 days cover to cover. I was very dedicated to my religion in jail. Anyhow, he goes on to recount how he had an encounter with Jesus mm. and has converted. And, y'all, it's um, it's definitely worth watching. Again, former Hezbollah fighter recalls encounter with Jesus. Definitely worth the listen. Mm. You know, I just think it's so incredible the way that when we seek the Lord with all of our heart, we will find him. Yeah. And, you know, Linda, I'm just 
when we talk about end times and all like that, it just reminds me of just um, a passage in Matthew where Christ specifically talks about the end times, and he tells the story of the ten bridesmaids. You can go to Matthew chapter 25, and friends, and just get that right there. But basically, in summary, it says half the bridesmaids had plenty of oil. They made sure, hey, this could be a long wait. I want to keep my lamp burning, and they brought plenty of oil. Half the bridesmaids didn't, and they just brought a little bit of oil with them. Well, it says that the, the groom was late, right? Now, we know the groom's always on time. Because when, when the groom comes, that's when the wedding starts. But the wise bridesmaids, when the groom arrived and they said, hey, the groom is here, those who had had enough oil, they went to see the groom. Those who did not have enough oil and their lamps were burning out because they had all fallen asleep, they went to try and go buy more oil, but it was too late they completely missed the boat Mm. what is the word here for the church today's church the bridesmaids who have been waiting for the return of christ that we would keep enough oil that we would keep our lamps uh, burning that we would not fall asleep Mm. that we would be wise how do we be the wise bridesmaids that are able to step into the kingdom and what is the message for those who think well as soon as jesus arrives i can get things straightened out Mm. Right, right, mm. or yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, I think the oil is very symbolic of the anointing, anointing that you get as God dwells in you to keep. Mm. And I think that uh, we like to get in our comfort zones and, you know, go to church, hear the, the word of God. I'm not making, that's wonderful, but, uh-huh. but you know, okay, been there, you know, got my hour, two hours, maybe three hours, whatever, and then I'm done, and I just go down the road, and I do everything. And the, the oil that they had kept their lamp a light. They kept shining as a light. We are called to be a light for mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. We are called... And and I think it's interesting because it says they fell asleep, but see, they still had you, somebody trimmed the wick before, the, you know, they rested. And, and all of us have times. It made me think of Peter in the garden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus is weeping over the crucifixion. And he's, you know, um, not my will, but your will, God. And I really don't want to do this. And they're falling asleep. And he says, can't you even stay awake? So he God knows our humanity. But he also is saying... Keep your light burning for me. Mm-hmm. Keep it really be in a relationship with me. You know, not read, and, and to keep the oil and the anointing going, you got to read the Word of God, listen to um, inspiring things, uh, but be but know what else is out there. I mean, even when we're challenged by these things, you got to say, okay, but God, you're good all the time. And God, you're using this for a greater purpose. I might not understand, but I'm with you. So give me inspiration. That's about keeping your lamp lit. Mm-hmm. And those others were just like, oh, yeah, I went to, I went to church. Sure, sure. I, I said I believe in Jesus. Believing in the demons believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's about your relationship with Jesus to keep, be on fire for that. Mm-hmm. Well, and we... And I was going to say, and you mentioned the word abiding, you know, abiding your life according to Scripture. There's a study out, gosh, almost a decade ago that said even though there are on average four Bibles in every American home, that um, Bible literacy is, literacy is at an all-time low. We are not reading 
God's word. We are not um, adhering to it. We are like reinterpreting it and twisting it. And I think stepping into abiding with Christ, aligning our, 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 our life with his word, even when it's hard, even when it means sacrifice, even when we get a little bit of hate for it from the world around us, remembering that, hey, the world first hated Christ. It's okay. if, if It's okay to be a suffering servant. Yes. Right. I think all of that's true. I mean, it. I've been amazed at the number of people who are aware of what's happening in Israel, and yet they go, I can't look at the pictures. I can't, I can't deal with it. It's uncomfortable. I understand that. But I think, um, and I get queamish myself, so I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying I think we have to press into what God is doing in the world today, and we have to press into prayer. It's funny, as Christians, we are seeing the David and Goliath all over again, yes. and how many of us yeah. are standing with Goliath right now? Wow. Yes, I mean, well, wow. even look at the, the David decided because he said, why are you letting this uncircumcised Philistine get in front of us and mock us? Where is the army of God? That's what I'd say to us today. Where's the army of God? They were cowering. Exactly. David was the only one. Friends so we know. know that God and so prayer. Y'all are people. Kathy, y'all are all people of prayer. You gotta be praying, Lord, your will. Your, your, you know, heaven. We need heaven to come down on earth as it is. You know, mm-hmm. help you know. me to be brave and stand like David. Absolutely, and be a light, yes. shining in the darkness as we Absolutely. wait for our groom to yes. return. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Go ahead. Well, I wanted I want Linda to talk a little bit more about um, Genesis one two three, and because I think that's a resource that our listeners would like to access. But also, I think there's a place where they can help. Um, Absolutely, please. Jonathan Feldstein had this. I've been friends with him for over about ten years now, um, and we met through some different circumstances. Jonathan is an Orthodox Jew, which means he's very biblical. He's very much about the Torah and everything, but he's not necessarily a Jesus believer yet. And I always say that, and he'll he'll laugh if he listens to this today, because we had a real talk about that one day. And, you know, it's just all their history and how they've been taught. But anyway, I love God with all his heart, mind, and soul, as, as, you know, student of Scripture and all of that. And he t- said that the Lord told him to make friends with Christians. That they that that's who he so he's written many articles. You can find his stuff on the websites and things. But I became such good friends that you know I've been in his home uh, there in Israel, um, and I've had uh, Shabbat with them. And uh, he invited me this summer to come to um, Israel for his son's wedding, and we did not do that. Um, pretty expensive right then to, mm-hmm. to go. But he's an awesome uh, man of God. And um, he said, do you know what you taught me, Linda? He said, um, now when people ask me, uh, when he goes, when it's, quote, normal times, whatever, normal. Mm-hmm. And he travels over here all the time for Genesis 1, 2, 3. And the things that they do, like with the soldiers, with orphanages and everything. He's telling people, Christians have helped fund this. Christians brought you guys, you, um, the food tonight, you know, the mm-hmm. soups. He does soups. All, he does all kinds of incredible things. And he said to me, he said, um, when Christians ask me, do I believe in Jesus? He says, oh, I love Jesus. He gave me my friend Linda. Because Christians, we wouldn't be here without our Jewish uh, bridegroom, Mm -hmm. Jesus. 
And so he gets that. He's just still, and that's who God has had me me be a light to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk anybody into do. I just have to be a light of love. Linda, I love what you said. Jesus mm-hmm. is our Jewish bridegroom. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, we're promised to a Jewish bridegroom. Yes, I've never looked at it as I'm a bride. I'm I'm literally waiting for my Jewish groom to show up. Wow! What the heck? That's amazing. That's amazing. But, Linda, we can go to the website, Genesis 1, 2, 3. Yes. Um, All one word, Genesis 1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. And when you just dot type. Dot C-O. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Genesis 1, 2, 3 dot C-O. Mm-hmm. You have to put that C-O on. Yeah, it'll pop up there um, in the Google search. And right there at the top, you can find a way to donate if you uh, monetarily, if you if you so if you feel so led to do that, um, a, another great resource, up to date information there at Genesis one two three. Reverend Linda Chandler, it, you are always such a delight. Um, we appreciate your heart for the the nation of Israel, and thank you for sharing your knowledge with us today. As we again, our hearts just. Go out to our Jewish friends and to this nation of Israel. Um, I, I just would call you to prayer, Love Talk listeners. I would just call you to keep praying and uh, keep praying for a resolution to this quickly. I, I don't know how that's going to happen, but through the Lord intervening. So I just, I, I just would implore you to continue to pray for the nation of Israel and for America. Um, friends. And for those 200 hostages oh, that are still. Yes, absolutely. Friends, we love you, and we will. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater from Marlene McMichael and Kathy Enderbrock. We're the Love Ladies, and we'll, we will see you next time right here on Love Talk. <laughs>